The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The world ends in the coolest way possible. And then we take a look at the Gifted and Talented Education Program. Some people say it's a program that helps young kids who are gifted and talented achieve their dreams. Others say it's a twisted mindscape used to control the future. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. It's the start of season 10. It's crazy. When this season's done, we'll be at episode 500. Isn't that crazy? We're just gonna keep chugging along like a choo-choo train, the conspiracy train. How come I don't have a train? Do I, do I, if I ever come up with a train, the carpenter caboose, We'll think about that, but while we're thinking about that, we gotta say thank you to one of our newest Patreons. We got Caleb. Caleb in the house. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Let's get him on board that Carpenter Caboose. That just sounds wrong, because the Caboose is the end, right? Um, whatever. We're a backwards train. Let's hop on board the Carpenter Caboose, Caleb. You are going to be piloting it. You're like, dude, I can't see from back here. Yeah, yeah, you'll figure it out. So anyways, as he, as Caleb is shoveling coal into our brand new vehicle, the Carpenter Caboose, we are headed out to Rostov-on-Don. That's in Russia. It's October 7th, 1989. It's midnight. There's like a full moon in the sky. Don't look that up. Don't look that up. If you find out there's not a full moon on October 7th, 1989, like in some sort of like National Geographic Farmer's Almanac nonsense, don't email me. Just for visual, right? Just for, you're like, Jason, that's factually incorrect. Yeah, but it's a beautiful, factually incorrect image. Full moon. Well, I don't know why it's making wind noises, but it's 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 doing it. It's That was in the Farmer's Almanac. Look that up. Moon. And there's a young woman named Valentina Voldina walking down the street. She's walking down the street and she sees two glowing orbs. Right now, that's weird, right? You don't expect to see orbs when you're leaving your place of work. Unless you work at Orbs or Us and you're like, bye, orbs. Sees these orbs. I don't know why you would be saying goodbye to the merchandise you sell. No one's walking out of Toys or Us being like, see you later, Toys. See you tomorrow. I can't wait to sell more of you. And apparently you're Mickey Mouse as well in that scenario. The little orbs are flying down. Now, one of the orbs turns into the shape of a human. She's just like, what in in the world is going on? I should not be walking around at night. It's midnight. She's walking around the outskirts of the city. She sees these two orbs. One of them shapeshifts into a human. And then the other orb just goes boom, 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 boom. And starts like shining lights on the human. Weird. Just bringing your own disco ball with you. And the humanoid is just standing there. And then the other one's just... And that's the end of that. That's not the end of the whole story, but that's the end of that part of the story. She just goes home. A couple days later, she's at home. 
She's laying in bed. It's nighttime. Now, she's not ready to go to sleep, but she's having a hard time with life in general. Because ever since she saw that little impromptu disco show, terrible splitting migraines, has a hard time staying awake, and then she's laying in bed and her lights go off. Bedroom light, all the lights in her house go off. Now... She's probably like, oh, this is great. (laughs) I'm already super sick. I haven't, I I can't stay awake. I can't stay awake. I'm like all lethargic, my head splitting. And now I gotta go and I gotta screw in a bunch of light bulbs, check the fuse box and stuff like that. My life stinks. But before she can really start to think about that, there's a huge crash of lightning outside her house. But no sound. No sound. It's just a big bright light going right outside her house. Illuminates her room for a minute. Totally scares her. And then, guess who floats into her room? Don't you, don't guess. I, there's actually an answer. I don't want to hear a bunch of people being like, Ronald McDonald. Oh, it's not Ronald McDonald. It's the original ghost. Not a ghost. It's the original alien that appeared doing the disco show a couple days ago. And it, this glowing figure just, just kind of floats into her room. And this time, it's no longer a humanoid shape that she's kind of seeing off in the distance. We get an actual description of what this thing looks like here's the description it's this hot chick i'll I'll jump to just jump to the jump to the end it's a hot chick she's this tall really curvy brunette Eh, i mean that's fine i guess but she's this tall really curvy uh, brunette with big dark eyes not like creepy alien dark eyes but like kim kardashian dark eyes and she had shiny black hair she was pale skin and stuff like that and she had on a skin tight coveralls so she had like on a skin tight spacesuit pretty sexy alien right if anyone's going to walk in your bedroom after after giving you migraines and turning you into a zombie who can't stay awake it better be a hot chick hot chick floats into her room valentina's laying there in bed just totally still totally super sick she's like oh no i didn't have time to put on my makeup oh i look so ugly and the alien's like i'm not worried about that i came from another star system you are quite ugly by our standards even if you did wear makeup but don't worry about that the alien goes on to tell this story to valentina she says they're from a place known as the blue star sounds like a strip club but it's not this refers to an alien thing because an alien's saying it right if an alien came down to you and been like i'm from chevron you're not gonna be like what the gas station down the street you know billy i mean like obviously it means something blue star though sounds again like a strip club but you would assume because an alien say it they're referring to an actual blue star valentina her first question out of her mouth is why are you here and this alien woman Uh, says this, we have some quotes, quote, to take you with me, do you want to come? You will not regret it. This alien says, hey, do you want to come with us? Which, it's a pretty good selling point at this point. This woman's dying, right? For the past couple days, she had horrible migraines and can't stay awake, and an alien's like, come on, come on, you go, anywhere's better than where she's at right now, which will actually end up being, that's a very true statement. But she's, the woman's like, no, I don't want to go. And she's totally petrified, despite the fact that she's super, super sick. She feels the aliens are giving this to her. So she's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to go with you so you can give me worse migraines on our planet. Migraines are considered orgasms. No, this is awful. I just want to stay here. And the alien goes, watch this. And then a giant view screen appears in Valentina's bedroom. 
that's kind of cool, right? She refused to go on the ship, but they brought the ship technology to her. That's that's pretty polite. A view screen appears, and and I know you're going, Jason. This woman obviously is having some sort of fever dream. She's in bed. She's been sick for three days. An alien shows up, and now the alien's magical. She's obviously having some sort of delirium. Let me just let me just finish the story, skeptic Joe. <laughs> the giant magical screen appears in the Valentina's bedroom. And it shows images of an alien planet. Supposedly the alien planet the alien's from, right? That wouldn't make sense. The alien could be tricking her and showing her like a really cool planet that's near their planet, near the blue star, but not the one they're taking to her, not Migrainopolis. But she starts, we'll assume it's the alien's home world, that the alien's not some con man. You see this on this view screen, Valentina sees this beautiful alien landscape with just beautiful lakes. She said that the lakes looked like the the color was mother of pearl, which actually doesn't look that appetizing. It, that looks kind of good. They would look unclean to a human. If you saw like a cloudy white lake, I'm like, ugh, no thanks. Ugh. <laughs> That's gross. I'm not swimming in that. You get out, you're all covered in white goo. Uh-uh. Then she sees these large, like, virgin... Fields of grass. There's no buildings is what that means. It doesn't mean that the grass doesn't procreate. It means that it's just like, it's just grass. Grass as far as the eye can see. Which to you and me would be super boring, right? Eventually you'd want to run into something. Like at least a patch of dirt. You'd be like, oh, that's exciting. There's a pitcher's mound out here. But anyways, grass as the eye can see. Virgin grass as far as the eye can see. Creamy white soup. Lakes. That's gross. And then, that doesn't sell Valentina. She, Valentina does say it's one of the most beautiful images she's ever seen in her life. Like, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. She sees these sea, this sea of the white film, ugh, and all this virgin grass and stuff like that. And then, but that doesn't make the sale. That doesn't make the sale, right? This is the alien's ace in the hole. This is alien. So basically, the alien woman showed up, gave her crippling migraines. That might have been accidental. Then breaks into her house, says, come home with me. You won't regret it. And then the Valentina's like, no. And then the alien goes, well, look how beautiful my planet is. I shift from side to side. When she says my planet, it's the planet next door. And still doesn't sell Valentina. And then this is where we get to what's important to us as humans, as homo sapiens. This is the most important part of this story. So then uh, the alien goes, okay, bing. And then the view screen dims and it comes back to a human city. So now she's seeing a vision of Earth. So it's like this human city. And Valentina wasn't able to identify if it was Seattle or San Francisco or Kiev or anything like that. What is Ares? But what she sees is this human city. And a giant monster. Knocking over buildings. Stepping on stuff. And then another giant monster sweeps down into the city. Grabs a skyscraper. Rips it in two. People are running down the street. Creatures of immense magnitude. Chasing them down. Grabbing humans underneath their claws. Ripping them. One looks right at the camera. Charges the camera. She sees the end of the world will not be through fire 
or storm. It will be through massive monsters that are going to destroy our man-made cities with their bare hands. And the alien goes, this this is the future of Earth. This is the future of Earth. This is her. We have a quote from these horrible images, and admittedly pretty badass images, right? Here's these quotes. Here is what awaits the Earth. We are shielding you from this, but we are not omnipotent. Remember that. I give you three days, and then I will come for you. So now, Valentina, it's not just, hey, you got a horrible migraine. Why don't you come visit my place for a while? Now it's, listen, monsters are going to destroy your cities. Giant, all those monster movies you ever saw, talk about predictive programming. Mothra is real. All of these creatures are actually going to destroy human civilization. And we can hold them off, but we can't stop them forever. I'm going to give you three days to think about it. The alien fades from view. I'm assuming the view screen faded from view as well. Because I don't think she spent the next three days not going in her bedroom. Because it's just snuff films of monsters eating people. She's like, oh, where's the remote? Where's the remote? She's sleeping in the in the living room. She can hear the... It's the 18th day of the monsters attacking all of civilization. And we're still, no, she hears all of the, she would not have a hard time staying awake at that point, knowing that in the other room, people are being murdered in the future. Three days pass, Valentina. I'm assuming her migraines have gone away at this point, too. Now she's probably just puking up blood from anxiety, but we don't have any more notice of her having the migraines. But three days pass. And all of a sudden, she feels a tingling, or what she calls, quote, signals in her brain. Uh, uh. And you're like, Jason, that, that is the biggest piece of evidence that this woman is having some sort of neurolog- <laughs> neurological disorder, okay? You're t- this woman, the story is probably true in the sense that this woman has some sort of neurological problem. Because she was exposed to some Russian technology that was bright light and it caused an instant tumor in her brain. She's hallucinating, obviously, Jason, and now she's having signals in her brain. That's, that's buddy, this reasonable answer, right? There's something physically wrong with her brain, but we're not looking at the reasonable answer. We're going to do the cool one, the sci-fi one. So she has these signals in her, she feels these signals in her brain, uh, and Valentine all of a sudden feels her body, like, almost force herself to lay down. And then she, now she starts floating around her house. She's, like, knocking over vases and stuff like that. She's floating around her house. She's not doing it on purpose. She's not like, oh, it's my one o'clock float time. She's floating around the house, and then all of a sudden her house morphs into this long, dark corridor. So she's floating down this hallway, and she hears the voice of the alien woman in her head. And we have another quote. These are always interesting when we have these exact quotes from these things. We have this quote here. Quote, we want to help you. Here we already have many people like you. When no one remains on Earth, everything will start from the beginning, here in this place. We will do that, and for that purpose, we need you. Then, bam! Valentina is sitting on her couch, in her house, totally alone. It's an interesting story. I mean, obviously, the first thing is it could be completely made up. It was, I got it from ThinkAboutItDocs.com. They got it from a place called... Cosmolets, uh, it's a newspaper in Russia at the time that dealt with UFO stuff. It was also documented in a 20th Century Chronicle of Unexplained Phenomenon, a book published in Moscow in 1998. So, 
She could be totally making it up. Someone else could have made it up. Those are all obvious things that can happen. Could be some sort of biological, like I said, some sort of tumor, some sort of mental breakdown, things like that. But, uh, but, and that, that's all fair to discuss, but this story's gone on a long time, so we're actually going to wrap it up with this, the ending that we like, which is the science fiction ending. You go, it's weird that the alien's trying to get her to come, come, and then when they finally do get her, she basically doesn't have a choice. She starts floating down the hallway, and then they give that little speech to her that they need her, that the world is going to be emptied of humans. And this place she's in will be the birth of a new cycle, a new race, the new set of humans. Then she appears back on her couch. I think there's two ways to look at that. One is that they decided they didn't need her. Like, she went on that journey. She was floating down that thing. She went, Either they said, you know what, we don't need her. Deposit her back on Earth. She refused again to go. She was so afraid of the unknown. She refused again to go. And she doesn't remember that part. And the aliens are like, just cut her loose. We'll find someone else. She ends up back on the couch. It's possible the whole thing may be a near-death experience. I think the scary... Other than the fact that monsters are eventually going to destroy the world, which is really cool. Like, if we're going... If the world is going to end, I want it to end with monsters crushing cities. Because that would be a sight to behold. I want a meteorite attack. That'd be okay, because it'd be kind of cool, I guess, to watch. But monsters attacking the planet... You'd be able to stretch it out as long as possible. You'd be fighting them in the streets, and you have military, and then eventually giant robots and stuff, Power Rangers and all that. That's cool. Um, it would suck though to be shown a vision of how the world was going to be destroyed, and then taken aboard an alien ship, and the next thing you know, you're back on your couch. So you would think, wait a second, you just showed me that the world's going to be destroyed, and I was special, but now I'm back on this couch. What gives? Now here's my theory. This is creepy. Valentina Voldina is an alien clone. The real her is in this realm, swimming in these mother-of-pearl lakes. The clone left behind in her place is such a perfect clone, she doesn't know she's a clone. She believes that all of the life leading up to being placed back on that couch was her life. This woman who was built on an alien spacecraft, so no one would notice that Valentina was missing. All of a sudden, sitting on a couch, back filled with all these memories leading up to this event. True memories, but not a real person. And that clone doesn't know that it's not human. And is so distraught with these experiences that have been programmed into its alien brain, it calls up a UFO researcher. Says something's happened to me. Never suspecting for a minute that the real Valentina is safe and sound near the blue star, preparing for the destruction of Earth. While her clone was sent here to be sacrificed with the other 7 billion humans. But again, if you're going to get killed by anything, you might as well be giant monsters. Caleb, let's get out of the Carpenter caboose. I'm going to toss you the keys of the Carpenter Copter. We are flying out to middle of USA, Kansas. We're flying over bunch of farmland, bunch of like wheat and stuff like that, corns everywhere. And we're flying over it, and we're just landing in a ordinary school, <laughs> landing right in their playground. Tether balls are getting cut by the rotor blades, they're flying everywhere, we're purposely landing on the four square courts. Just mess it up, let's hop out of this carpenter copter. Now, this is a conspiracy theory that's been going on for a long time, and it's actually a request from a listener named George, so... Thank you so much, George, for recommending this. This is a story that's been around a long time. Now, 
Let's go ahead and hook up one of those tetherballs. I feel bad that I wrecked them all because I really like tetherball. We're going to play tetherball a bit while I'm giving you the introduction for this story. So let's see how good your skills are. So, and before we get started, let me give you some quick background here. Some quick background. The GATE program is called Gifted and Talented Education. It is a program to take kids that have higher IQ or more skilled in certain areas They are then put into a, for one hour a week, they're put in their own classroom to work with other gifted kids. It's also called TAG, Talented and Gifted. It's called different things in different states, and there's programs like this all over the world. So that is what the GATE program is. That's a quick overview of it. Let's talk about what the actual conspiracy theory is as well. And I am not adding this in after I've already edited the episode and realized that I left out some key details. So... The fact that this sounds different, it's just magic. It's just magic, okay? This is not an edit fix. The conspiracy theory that we're going to be talking about is this. There are a series of traits that people who are in these programs seem to share. And the conspiracy theory started off with the idea that people who were chosen to be in these gifted and talented programs had some sort of other odd biological or social markers that also identified them to be in these programs. The conspiracy theory quickly shifted from that to the fact that the people who were in these gate programs were being identified to be gifted and talented young kids, but they were too talented. They were too gifted. And the group, the shadowy group that actually ran the gate program, wiped their memories clean. Because a lot of things, a lot of the kids who went to these gate programs don't remember being in gate. They remember being in gate, but they don't remember what was actually in the classroom. So the conspiracy theory starts off with, isn't it weird? I did a survey online of all these traits of people who had been in the gate program. And it quickly morphed into a Illuminati control narrative. Where the reason why we were chosen to be in gate programs in the first place was because we posed a threat to the New World Order. And so they took us and they wiped our brains. That is the conspiracy theory in a nutshell. And then you're going to hear me, I I go into more detail as far as that goes, but I I realize I neglected to actually tell you what I was building up to. So the conspiracy theory we're going to talk about involves gifted and talented education programs and the fact that people are being pulled out of their classes, being mind wiped, so they don't pose a threat to the coming new world order. That is the conspiracy theory, which I managed to talk about for 20 minutes and never actually explained it. So there you go. Let's go ahead. We're traveling back in time to when I recorded this episode. Here we go. So this is a conspiracy theory that's fairly new. It really goes back to about 2009, 2010. It really started to gain traction on a forum called Godlike Productions. It's also where the nobody came from. We discussed the Nobody uh, last week, I believe it was, uh, the last week of Season 9. On Godlike Productions, there was a user back in 2010 who went by the name Jane Gray, who originally started this thing saying, here's a list of all of these traits that seem to be universal among people who go to the gate program. So get out your pencils or pens or tablets for you young whippersnappers, however you want to keep tally of this stuff. You go, well, Jason, I didn't go to GATE. Why should I? It's actually probably more interesting if you didn't go to the GATE program, if you meet these things, right? So you'll be our control group. Now, I change schools every two years. Let me say this up front, too. This is, I know I've kind of been winding. I change schools every two years. I 
never joined a GATE program. I was never in GATE. However, I did do an episode way back in the day. It was episode 201 of Dead Rabbit Radio. It's called The Dragon. And it, although I was never actually in the GATE, and I recommend listening to that episode after listening to this one. I think you might appreciate it more after this one. But um, even though I was never in a GATE program, I was in a similar type program. That's really the only way I can identify it. I remember when I was a kid, they talked about gate, but we moved every two or three years. So they, the t- I was getting identified to be in gate programs, but I never was because I was moving around too much. It's the parents' choice of whether or not to put the kids in the gate program. However, when I was at a elementary school, Strawberry Point Elementary School in Mill Valley, uh, an interesting thing happened, a gate-esque thing happened, where I was taken out of my class once a week to go to this cubicle and that's all I remember. That's all I remember. So I recommend listening to episode 201. It doesn't, you don't have to, but I think it's an interesting companion piece to this story. So I, I was not in the gate program. I was identified to go into the gate program, but I never went. But anyways, here's the thing. Get ready, guys. Gate program or not, let's take a look at some of these things. Do you have blue eyes or hazel eyes? That's a pretty huge swath of the human population, right? But that seems to be a sign most people in the gate program have blue or hazel eyes. Occipital buns. That's where you got a little bump on the back of your skull. You got that? I mean, I have a skull. I don't think I have that bun. The occipital bun is apparently a, the math bump, which I obviously don't have because I despise math. Birth complications. Birth complications. Either born premature, born extremely late, or born not breathing. So, and I guess I should say this. I have hazel eyes. I don't have an occipital bun. I was born and had a heart attack as a baby. My mom says that's not true, but my doctor was like, no, no, no. When you were born, you flatlined. We had to bring you back to life. So you're listening to a podcast from a zombie, bro. Near-death experiences, particularly drowning. I had that. Lack of memory of the gate program. Definitely had that. And again, what I was in was not gate, but it was it was something. It, technically, it was speech therapy is what they actually was billed as. It was me and this girl, and we were taken into a cubicle, and then I don't remember anything. I have no memory of it. Listen to episode 201, because the, the story's just not me going, I don't remember! Like, there's an interesting conclusion to it, but I don't want to give it away. And it's not important to this episode anyways, but lack of memory of gate. That's something that always stood out to me whenever I went to speech therapy. I don't remember anything. I can obviously talk much better now. Windows were covered in the gate classroom. That was this the same for me. Now we get to tendency to being followed, tracked, abducted by aliens or other humans. What? Where do these people live? No, I haven't had that. A law enforcement being extremely lenient and easy during chance encounters. Absolutely. I mean, I've had my tangles with law enforcement, but for the most part, it's been... Like, have a good day, officer. You too, sir. So that one is true. But see, this is where we start to get to stuff that's kind of kind of biased, right? Because let's then you get to stuff like early, lots of drug use in teenage years. Drug experimentation. So not just drug use, but you're like, I want to test the limits of my psychedelic mind. Stuff like that. An interest in paranormal phenomenon is one of them. Forehead scars. Early speech therapy is actually one of them listed, like I was born into migraines maybe valentina was one of these things the the thing with the lenient law enforcement early psychedelic use or drug experimentation that if you weren't if it wasn't lenient police you weren't on 
Godlike Productions, right? If you were into drugs and the police nabbed you and they threw the book at you, and then you do five years for trafficking marijuana in federal prison, and then you come out, you're not on Godlike Productions. That's important to look at because you're listing things that, if they're wrong, guesses, they're not going to pop up in the stats. It's one of those things of saying, 100 people who jump off the Grand Canyon die. That's true, right? But then there could be a guy who jumps off the Grand Canyon and flies away. Okay, that's a bad analogy, but you know what I mean. The guy who flies away, let's say the 100th... That a hundredth person, 99 people jump off the Grand Canyon and die. They don't do this. Don't do this. But then the hundredth person jumps off the Grand Canyon and flies away and goes to the Blue Star. The stats would still always show that a hundred percent of the people who jumped off the, uh, jumped off the Death Canyon. What is it? Not the Death Canyon. hundred people who jump. That's the new name of it. We should petition change.org. hundred people who jump off the Grand Canyon die. It never accounts for the fact of the person who flies away and goes to the Blue Star. It's a stupid analogy, but my point is, is that, yes, police have been lenient on me because if they weren't lenient on me and they caught me with weapons in my car or caught me for going so far over the speed limit or caught me for driving uninsured with no registration and causing a car accident, which all of those things happened and they were just like, yeah, whatever. If they didn't happen, I wouldn't be on Godlike Productions. I would be <laughs> in jail or prison. You You see how that works? And the other thing is, interested in paranormal phenomenon. It's on a paranormal board. So everyone who is was in the gate program and is on the paranormal board are like, oh, that's me, that's right. It's a biased thing. If this was on Barstool Sports website, then you get a bigger cross-section of people. And that was another thing. They said none of these gate people re- ever reported being involved in sports at all. We're playing tetherball, so we're athletes. So we're not part of that either, but no sports at all. And then we get into probably the weirdest thing. Israeli art student girlfriends. Apparently that's super common among people who went to the gate program. That they all somehow met a girl who was an Israeli art student. Now, millions of people have been through the gate program over the years. So technically, if this part of it was true, you'd have more people who have an Israeli art girlfriend, then there are citizens of Israel. So again, I mean, maybe, maybe that seems to be like an outlier thing. Like 10% of the people have Israeli art student girlfriends, and that's weirder than the average. I don't, so that's, this is where I'm starting to think this was a joke, right? But this, I remember reading this, this took off really, really quickly. And a lot of people were running with this and going, oh, I also have migraines, and I used to have a crush on an Israeli art student girl, so maybe that's the same thing, and the cops have been really lenient on me when I was stalking that girl, but this one really took off, so people started looking into this, and really what it is, it's a list of traits that if you meet half of them, you qualify to be an interesting and unique person. This is one of those conspiracy theories that is based on ego, which are the most cunning of all conspiracy theories, right? This conspiracy theory is telling you, you gifted and talented education student, that there's something different about you, even as an adult. So people started looking into what this could be. Some people say that it's the government looking for the next wave of leaders. That, that's probably the most realistic one. That a, And I talked about this a couple times on the show before. If a government, a government's goal is to do two things, to maintain the future of said government and to create the next generation of taxpayers. That's it. 
That is 100% it. That's all any world government wants to do. They want to keep being around and they want to have the next generation of taxpayers. And when you look at world politics through that lens, you'll see so many things make sense. So many things make sense that we attribute hostile or bad action to. They're want, they want to be around in 100 years and they want to have taxpayers next year. That's 100% how governments operate. So you would want to identify gifted children in your population so you can have the next generation of scientists, of chemists, of architects, of engineers, stuff like that. You want to go, because it wasn't they were putting in their own schools. It wasn't Professor Xavier showing up, pulling them out of schools. They were just given a little bit extra high-level training. They were just, and let's go back to the thing, too, about people not remembering things. It's funny because there's two different sides of this. Some people go, I don't remember anything. And then other people go, oh, I remember all of these programs we did. And it was like these weird social experiments. So what is it? Is it that people don't remember it or that people remember weird weird experiments going on? Again, it kind of breaks down there. But a government does want to identify gifted people in their population. No doubt. No doubt. Now, Generally, it's a, it's a federal program, and then the states are in charge of it, and the states go to the school districts. And some school districts don't have money to have these programs. They still have to identify them for the state to go, yeah, we have this amount of gifted kids in our program, but this one kid is really gifted at tetherball. I'm looking out the window right now, dude, this dude's super buff, and he's just hitting that ball. You have that. Then you have a group of people who believe that it's private, nonprofit organizations that are trying to control the world. There's where we get to the whole Illuminati thing. They want to control the world. So what they're doing is they're identifying these gifted kids and they're doing MK Ultra type experiments to them in these classrooms. So the brains don't work. These kids are going to be the future leaders of the world. They're going to be the John Connors. And you have these evil organizations in the shadows being like, oh no, we know that someday this new generation will rise up and they'll destroy us. What can we do? Well, we could kill them. That would be the best option. But no, 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 no. We're going to engage in a decade-long program. Decades long. This started back in like the 1950s gay program. We're going to do this. And what we're going to do is we're going to identify these kids. And then we're going to wipe their brains and turn them into total losers as adults. That's our plan. Us Illuminati dudes. That's actually a conspiracy theory that's going around. That the program is set up to dumb down the future generations. Here's the problem with that. One, it's completely illogical, but here's the problem with that. If we follow that course, fluoride's already supposed to be dumbing us down. Chemtrails are already supposed to be dumbing us down. There's already all this conspiracy vaccines supposed to give us autism. There's already all of these other conspiracy theories that are supposed to accomplish the same thing. Why would a private organization go, no, 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 we want some of that. We'd save some of that brainwashing for me and set up this program that started back like in 1954 to do the same thing that's already happened to the gen- I don't believe it's happening. I don't believe that the chemtrails and the, the fluoride and the vaccines are doing this stuff, but if you believe in the conspiracy theories, which most people don't believe in just one, most people believe in multiple ones. There's like a shared universe. Why would a private group try doing this on their own? Two, there's way easier ways to eliminate the leaders of the world. It's the way they eliminate the current leaders of the world which is through assassination, or just buying them out. That'd be way easier, right? Than trying to start this huge program where people are going to fall through the cracks and stuff like that. And there are people who go out of gay programs and go on to be successful. This conspiracy theory points towards the people who went to gay programs and aren't successful. See, the reason why they're not successful is because the Illuminati got to them. So we'll, we'll finish, we'll go back to that one because that's a very interesting 
conspiracy theory. But there's another conspiracy theory, and this was so interesting because I was researching this back in March before coronavirus shut everything down. Back when I was able to do jujitsu, I would pack up my computer, go do jujitsu, go to a coffee shop, and just read nonsense for three or four hours. I read this website called barbarism.net. This guy wrote this article called Conspiracy Theory, Gifted and Talented, Equals Product Research and Development. This is written by an author. He writes this article and he says, I remember going into, and this article was back in 2009, so it actually predates the godlike production thing. And he, he writes this article and he says that his theory was that Gate was run by private corporations. So not like private nonprofits, but for-profit companies. And he tells a story about this kid. It might have been him. I'm having a hard time remembering, and we'll get to why I'm having a hard time remembering in a second, but we'll say it's him for the sake of argument. He is in a gate program when he's a kid. And these people come in, and there's like his normal gate teacher there, but then someone else comes in, starts talking about the hula hoop, and says, do you guys like hula hoops? And the kids are like, no, boo, hula hoops, relay. And this is like back in the 80s. Hula hoops suck. And the guy's like starts crying. He's like, okay, well, well, maybe don't be so mean next time. But how could we make the hula hoop better? Let's all come up with an idea to make a hula hoop better. So the kids get around and they start thinking about it, doing like these gifted kids, putting their brains together. And they go, what about a hula hoop that counted how many times it went around you? you put a little counter on it. And the man's like, that's stupid. And he leaves. And then a couple of years later, this guy said he saw on television advertising a whammo hula hoop that had a counter on it. So his conspiracy theory was that these, because some schools don't have gate programs, because you do have to have an extra teacher, an extra facility, all this stuff. His theory was that the gate programs exist, and they're funded by private companies, and they do product testing. So all of these all of these mental games and stuff like that, it's a way to refine toys or products for kids. That makes far more sense than the Illuminati. It makes less sense than the government wanting to identify and nurture the smartest of their population. But it kind of falls right. It's definitely more believable than the Illuminati trying to ruin your life. Now, the thing is, is like I said, I was researching this before March. When I was getting ready for season 10, I go, I'm going to do that story. I really like that story. The website's gone. The article still exists. You'll see links for it floating around. I have the link. It's in the show notes. I have the headline of the article. I read the head. I read the article. I took my notes. The article's gone. It's not even in the Wayback Machine. I went to the Wayback Machine. It's not there. You're like, Jason, obviously a conspiracy. Well, the website had been around since 2009. He abandoned... The, the article was from 2009. And the last article he wrote was still a few years ago. And it was like, I'm moving to Medium. I, it's been a hard time hosting this website. So it, in that article, it wasn't written. It wasn't written, oh no, they have a gun to me. The coronavirus is coming and I'm deleting my site because I know too much about Whammo. I think it was a... a Website that he had, that particular page didn't get indexed by the Wayback Machine, which happens. The website is now gone. And it's just a weird timing thing. It's one of those things that had I not researched the story before the site really disappeared, I would have just thought, oh, it's a dead link. But because I was able to do it, and then the site goes down, it does make it a little more conspiratorial. But I don't remember if he was the one in the gate class or he was reporting on a friend or a friend of a friend and stuff like that. I just remember reading the article, taking the notes. Obviously not very detailed notes. And then the website disappearing. So that is where we stand with that. Now, my belief obviously is that it is just a government-run program that has a financial interest in finding the next generation of geniuses out there. But that's not a super sexy conspiracy theory, right? 
And neither is the Whammo one, even though that one, again, is more realistic. If I was a private company, I would totally do that. If I was a company that made products for kids, you would totally... It's free focus group. It's 100% a free focus group. You, well, it's not free because you pay the school, but you have unfettered access to the brains of kids. And not even a mad scientist has that. You can constantly go, what do you think of this product? What do you think about this product? But let's take a look at the the real meat of the conspiracy theory, and that's the fact that this controlling body is using it to neutralize future leaders. That is extremely egotistical, right? You were in GATE or TAG or whatever program you were in. A teacher identified you as being gifted. The principal, you're sitting there with your parents. The principal is talking to them saying what an amazing kid you are. How special you feel. And you should feel special. We should all, we are all special inside. But when an outsider saying it, this person has gifts. We want to put them in this program. Things are set, right? But then as life goes on, we realize that's just not the way the world works. And even special people, even gifted people, make mistakes. Unfortunate circumstances happen to them. They get lazy. A combination of the three. And you go, oh man, I really wish I could be an author. I really wish I could write that book. One, you can. You totally can write that book or write that song, or start that podcast. There's nothing stopping you but you. And definitely what's not stopping you is not the Illuminati. Your brain didn't get erased when you were in the sixth grade, and that's what's keeping you in your dead-end job that you're in right now. You just work, work, work. There's no longer any... This is the big trick with being an adult, or being older, because it gets the same thing. No one cares to help you out until you're successful already. Now, of course, you'll have family and friends that help you out, but nobody cares that you're thinking about writing a novel. Nobody cares that you're thinking about starting a podcast. You have to do those things, work really, really hard, get successful, and then the world will care. But until then, you're just like everybody else. And you have to work super, super hard at it. I've been doing this podcast a daily show, busting my butt, 449 episodes, I'm seeing growth. Or we could go back in time two years, and I go, well, my brain got wiped when I was in the sixth grade. I had this weird experience where I was in this bizarre school program that I don't remember. The reason why I'm working dead-end jobs, and I want to be an author, but I can't write my books, and all, because the Illuminati is keeping me down. I could have had that mindset, right? Or I could have said, you know what? I'm a creative person. Nobody cares. Everyone's a creative person. You have to put out product. Start my podcast. Start my podcast two years ago. We are here now. You're listening to me. You never would have heard me before this moment, right? You have to work incredibly hard. When you're a kid, You, it's different. A teacher will say, that kid's gifted. Boom, he's gifted. You get this label, gifted. You're in the gate program. You're meeting other kids who are smart. You feel special. As an adult, that doesn't happen until you're already successful. Neil deGrasse Tyson would just be a guy writing stuff down on a chalkboard somewhere. If he didn't work super hard and eventually get successful to the point that now they're like, hey, we want to do a show about science, let's get that dude. He didn't just wake up one day and go, famous, successful. You got to work super hard at it. And this conspiracy theory says, no, you don't. This conspiracy theory says you were destined for greatness, and the reason you're not great is because an outside organization stole that from you. 
It absolves you of your sin. And the greatest sin that humans can have is laziness. There are a lot of people who are trapped in the rat race that are just doing the same thing every day. They wake up, go to work, come home, watch TV, go to bed. Wake up, go to work, come home, watch TV, go to bed. They do that all the time. And I think a good chunk of the population, although they aspire to do better, they don't know how to go about it. Or they don't think they're good enough to do it. I think a good chunk of the population, they're not happy with that existence, but they don't know what else to do. Everything else involves way too much chance. So they just keep doing it and hope for the best. Then you have a smaller part of the population who strive super, super hard to realize their dreams. That's the part that everyone else looks up at and goes, I want to do that. It looks, looks too hard, too chancy. What if I do it and fail? What if I do it and I'm successful? Nah, I'm too scared. And then you have people that were told as children that they were gifted and special, and now they're working at a call center or Jiffy Lube, or they're a teacher. And I'm not knocking those professions. If you work at Jiffy Lube, when someone brings their car in, you're the most important person that dude's going to meet that day. They need your help. They need your expertise. So I'm not knocking those jobs. But you have a group of people who have no idea how to achieve their dreams. You have people who work really hard to achieve their dreams. And then you have people, a smaller group of people, who are told as children, you will be the future of this country. But for whatever reason, either because of personal decisions, unforeseen circumstances, these future leaders of the world didn't fulfill the potential that their teacher saw and their parents saw and their principal saw and all this stuff. For them, waking up, working, coming home, watching TV, that is a prison sentence. It's a prison sentence because they were promised so much more in life. So you could easily say, listen, I made some decisions early on in my teenage and college years that weren't smart. And I think now it might be harder now that I'm 34, but with hard work, I can start working towards my goals. It's going to be hard. I might have to change my job. I might have to move. I might have to do these things that are scary, but I want to be the person that I thought I would be when I was in the sixth grade. I I have these dreams to be, I want to be an author. I want to be a musician or a scientist or whatever. Or you could say, I'm stuck in this situation because my, my brain was wiped by the Illuminati. That I was supposed to be a leader of tomorrow. And I was such a threat to the power base. They took me into a room and wiped my memory clean. The second scenario obviously sounds completely insane. But there's a group of people who believe that. There's a sizable group of people who believe that. And the thing is, is this conspiracy theory is going to get bigger Every single year. Because every single year there are going to be people who are hitting 25, 30, 40 years old. And they're realizing that they're not gifted and talented. They're just like the rest of us. And they're going to be looking for answers as to why life didn't work out the way they thought it would. They could take the answer that my life can be as awesome as I think it is. But it's going to take some hard work. It's going to take some risk. Or they can say, my life sucks. Because I was too great for the powers that be to allow to move about unrestricted. Living a life that is unfulfilling is the scariest story of all. But if you can give yourself an excuse for why your life is the way it is, you will continue down that gray path until the end. 
deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. And Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.